You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. Welcome back to another episode of For Your Distraction 2020 Edition. I'm one of your hosts, Adam, and with me as always is Scott. How are we doing today, Scott? Well, Adam, frankly, I am fantastic. Really? I, I wonder why you're fa- Is there something I- going on that's something that, you know, makes you put you in such a good mood right now? Like, it's I'm wondering, I'm curious. Well, sir, it is it has happened. It has finally happened. Uh the the dark ages are coming to a close. And Joe Biden is a uh, president elect. He has won the 2020 presidential election and it just got announced today. Yeah, as of this like, recording. Yeah, we are recording this on uh, what the hell? What's the date today? Uh, the seventh. Uh, when November seventh. Yeah, it's a sad Saturday, November seventh. We're recording this, so days ago was election day, and they didn't crown a winner till this very day. So I was I was nervous because I knew we were going to do the show. It was the first show after the election, and I'm like, oh shit, we're going to record this show. We're not going to know who the president is. Thankfully. Thankfully, the race was called in time for us to talk about it tonight. I saw a tweet from Seth Rogen that was like, they waited until Saturday to call the election so we could all get fucked up. And I was like, yeah. I guess so, yeah. Um, the memes have been very, very spicy. The memes have I been love- fire. I love them. The memes have been the highlight of my day. Actually, this whole week, they've been pretty good. Um, I've posted some of the best ones to, uh, our Facebook and our Twitter. So for those of you listening, you can head on over to For Your Distractions Facebook page or our Twitter feed and see some of these fantastic memes. Good job. Good job, meme, meme lords, for uh, coming up with this great, great content. I just want to say I am officially two for two. I'm two for two, baby. Yeah. You are. Yeah, you did you predicted trump to win in 2016 and you predicted biden to win in 2020 and the past two elections what you said i predicted the opposite so i guess i'm owing to i i be honest to you it i don't i don't care who won the election I'll, all i cared about really was that i was right i just wanted to be right that's all so i You're was like right that you're like that dog. You're that, there's that golden retriever 
always picks. No, no, hear me out. Hear me out. This is a thing. This dog, they always put on like the late night shows in February because this dog always picks the right winner of the Super Bowl. Like this dog knows who's going to win the Super Bowl. And they always have like two bowls of dog food. That's the exact same dog food. And one is like each each is a bowl of the other team. And whatever food the dog goes to to eat is who will win the Super Bowl. This dog's like this dog's like amazing. It's like ten for ten the last super, ten Super Bowl. It's like a generic That's version of Punxsutawney Phil. Like yeah, yeah. I'm I, I am right there up there with the Punxsutawney Phil and the dog that eats the dog food on late night shows. So that's you. That's you. I'm, I'm standing with the greats then I suppose. (laughs) Um, No, I'm, I, I, I said it and I said it from the beginning. I said, Joe Biden, I predicted Joe Biden win, but I also said it's going to be close. It's going to be close. And boy, was it fucking close this election. It was amazingly close. Like it was, it was a nail biter the entire week. I mean, that's why how many days have passed since, election day like four? and we just we we just crowned a winner now that's how close they were yeah and uh <coughs> at the time of us recording this as far as i know adam correct me if i'm wrong but i do believe donald trump has not conceded yet um, is that accurate is that accurate i i would i would say that you might be correct you might yeah. be correct in the fact that he has not conceded the uh victory to joe biden so yeah i know in He's got some lawsuits outstanding. He's suing in a couple states. Yeah, and fuck I this think dude. In, I think Georgia and Wisconsin, he's calling for recounts. But you know what? I'm not surprised. It, it doesn't matter if Trump. he calls for Georgia and Wisconsin recounts. Even if they went to Trump, he still wouldn't win, I don't think. Like, Wisconsin is how many electoral votes? 10. And Georgia is uh, 16, so that's 26. Uh okay if if he did that then there would be like a a subtle difference I suppose I don't know Wisconsin is Biden shut up shut up it if you looked at the numbers it it was so incredible I was like we're talking like a lot of states are off by like five thousand ten thousand twenty thousand votes it's insane when you look at these yeah. numbers. Like, Georgia's still up in the air. Georgia and North Carolina are the last two holdouts to finish counting. And for mm-hmm. a while there, we thought Nevada was going to decide the winner. We thought Nevada, because PA was leaning red at the time, and so was Georgia, and North Carolina currently still is. And it, if Nevada would have went blue, then Joe Biden would have would have had exactly 270. And so Nevada was dragging its fucking feet, just trying to... Just trying to maintain their fame of like oh we get to decide hey slow down on that counting guys let's make sure that we you know soak this in and you know let's eat it up for all we can but guess what happened fucking pa went blue and we didn't need nevada anymore at that point so you know fuck off i guess yeah fucking nevada the silver state have have you ever been to nevada no i don't i'm not a very well-traveled person so Nevada could be a fine state for all I know, to be honest. Yeah, I, I've I've been in Nevada, but I've ne- here's the crazy thing: people are, people listening to the show are going to be like, "What the fuck's the matter with him?" I've been to Nevada, but I've never been to Vegas. Really? Yeah, and I feel like it's like, why the fuck would you ever go to Nevada and not go to Vegas? Yeah, that's like kind of weird. Ol- the, 
the only reason to go to Nevada is to go to Las Vegas. I know. And I, I kind of want to go. I want to go to Vegas. I do. But I've never been there. Yeah, when I when I was younger, when I was a kid, uh, I did the whole, you know, Clark Griswold family vacation where we drove out west and went to the Grand Canyon and some national parks and shit. And uh, somehow we, I remember we stayed overnight in Carson City, Nevada, which I believe is the, uh, the capital, I believe. You know, I'm so watching all this fucking election shit. I can tell you all about like Clark County, Nevada, Maricopa County, Arizona. <laughs> like, I, I fucking know like Fulton County, Georgia. Dude, I'm all like tuned into these counties now. Like, but but yeah. At any rate, I went to Nevada once, and yeah, it, it sucks. It sucks. I'm not surprised they can't fucking count. <laughs> um, what here's what's really crazy about this election. This is what got me was. The Democrats almost pulled Texas, and actually, if you look at the numbers, they almost pulled Florida, too. That's what's really crazy about this election. Like, the classic states that you would think would always go red, Democrats almost pulled those ones, too. I agree. Texas is kind of one of those classically red states. You think of Texas, yeah. you think of deep, deep, dark red, but... I got to tell you, the demographics in Texas are changing. They are. Big time. Especially in, like, the city of Houston. Austin. And in the city of, city of Austin. I was going to say, yeah. Austin is a bunch of fucking millennials and Gen Zers. And they're all college kids. They're all <laughs> liberal. And freaking Houston. Houston's one of the largest cities in the nation. I think they're, like, fourth, fifth. They're top five for sure. Houston is fucking enormous, and it's got a large Latino population, so that helped. But if you look at fucking Texas, look at the rest of Texas. Oh, it's all it's red. All, oh, fuck, dude. It's all a bunch of cowboys and incest and, you know, <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, the state of Texas is like light pink now. It's no longer deep, dark red, which I think is kind of neat. Yeah, uh, Flo Florida has always kind of been a purple state. Some elections it goes blue, some election it goes red. I think actually Florida has been moving more red more recently. Because I, I think Obama, didn't Obama win Florida both times? I don't remember. I think he did. I think Obama won Florida twice. But it, yeah, fuck Florida, man. I know I love Florida. I go there a lot on vacation. I have family that live there. But man, fuck Florida. That's a worse peninsula. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but at any rate, there's still at this point, like I said, three states that have not finished their counting. Uh, Alaska, Georgia, and North Carolina. Georgia leaning in the Democratic favor by only about less at like what is that like 9,000 votes or something like that so it's pretty close there but even if if those stick with what they're going it doesn't matter joe biden is at this moment the president-elect of these united states of america and yeah that's i i feel good i feel like there is this is a nice close to 2020 where we're still gonna have to deal with like two months more of some bullshit but then come january hopefully things will get better that's what I'm that's what I'm aiming for. I'm hoping for that. 
Uh, and you, let me tell you this. As soon as Trump gets out of office, I want to treat Trump like the Kardashians. I don't want to hear from them. I don't want to talk about them. No matter what they say, I don't want to, I don't want to discuss them. We don't discuss the Kardashians. We don't need to discuss Donald Trump. Unless he does something really crazy like he's mounting his Proud Boys up for like a civil war or some shit like that. Then, you know, that's kind of newsworthy, I guess. But I don't want to hear about him. I'm, I'm done with him. I'm done. Well, I hate to tell you this, homie. But something tells me I got a sneaky suspicion that this isn't the last that we've heard of Donald J. Trump. Probably not, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, you know, I was thinking about this, and I might have mentioned this. I know we did we did an election special a couple of weeks ago before the election, and I think I might have mentioned this on there. But but it really it really got to me when we started this podcast almost five years ago. We kind of evolved with the Trump administration. If you think about it, like we started doing the four year distraction podcast and it was just, it was just getting into the swing of like the 2016 primaries. Yeah. And, and we started following the primaries and Donald Trump won the nomination. We talked about on the show, like how crazy is that Trump won? And then you made your prediction that Trump would win the whole thing on this show. And, it's like our entire span of this show has coincided with Donald Trump being president. That's so unfortunate. That, it is. Oh, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing at all. It's just a factual thing. And now that Trump's administration is wrapping things up and they're done, and it's kind of surreal to me. Like, hey, wow, we've really, we really were on air. We did this show through the whole course of this shit show that was Donald Trump's presidency. And now that Trump is done, we're done too. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening for distraction. <laughs> Thank you. Yep, that's it. <laughs> oh, good, good. I, I don't. I you, don't so you feel just happy. exhausted? Like you're just exhausted at this point. Like it, it's like you won. It's like you ran like two miles. And you got, you finally hit like the last leg of the of the run, and you're just like exhausted and tired, but you've done it. So, working very hard this election season. Um, I've had some free times on my hands, so I've been volunteering with campaigns, and I've been canvassing, and I've been campaigning, and I've been helping where I could. So I feel so much more invested in this campaign than I normally do. So I felt like there was so much more on the line. And I worked the polls on election day. I, I'm the judge of elections in my voting district. And I was there from 6 in the morning till 11 o'clock at night. It was a long fucking day. And when I got home and they were doing the counting and numbers started rolling in from these states, dude, I was I was scared. Because it was shaping up to be just like 2016. He was winning by the same margins in the same counties in the same states that he did against Hillary. And I thought, oh, shit. Like, here we go again. Yeah. And there was something that 2016 didn't have that 2020 had. 
and that's mail-in votes. Yeah, if you're one of those people that is touting the conspiracy theories of, oh, the Democrats stole the election and Joe Biden stole the election, you know, there's fraudulent, fraudulent, this, fraudulent, if you can't understand how mail-in ballots work, I don't even really want to address you. I really don't. Like, you're just kind of dumb to me. I'm sorry. You are. Like, it's it's a very obvious thing. Like, there, like, there was... I remember hearing about it, like, even that day when things started to turn blue. Everybody's talking about, like, how, how, does, how does this work? How, do, how, the, how the hell does this work? The, the election ended. Like, you know, the polls closed and everything like that. How does, how does Donald Trump go from being, having the entire United States be just about red to now all of a sudden these states are turning blue? Like, there's something, there's something sneaky going on. There's some conspiracy going on. And I'm listening to these people talk about this, and I'm like, do you not understand how mail-in ballots, like... Like, people mailed on their ballots, and they didn't count the ballots, like, when they came in. The, each state has its own rules. Some states count the mail-in ballots first, and some states count the mail-in ballots after the polls close. Like, that's just how right. it works. Like, that, that's... It, mm-hmm. it, they didn't receive ballots after the fact, like, after the day or anything like that. They're, they didn't receive late ballots that were turned in after. They had the ballots. They just didn't fucking count them. Like, shut up. Get over it. I'm sorry. And you know what? This this also proves something that I think we've talked about before. If you make voting easier for people, you get a very you get a much larger turnout when it comes to voting. Like think about all the past elections. Often they've they've swung one way or the other. Typically, there's not there at least as far as I can remember. There's not too many in my own lifetime that really there was like a battle like this and there were like with the amount of people that came out to vote there's always been like a people talking about how people need to get out and vote like we have such a minimal amount of people voting like this just proved when you give people people who have to work a lot people who work multiple jobs and have like kids at home they need to take care of if you give them the opportunity to make uh, voting easier they will vote and this proved it and i think we're going to see a lot more mail and ballots and things like that in the future this ain't going away yeah, a couple points I'll make on that. I, I agree with you. And it, it's, again, it's something that you, Adam, specifically, you've been saying this for a long time now. And I, I agree with you, but this almost proves your point even more. You have said how stupid that the American voting system even is. You've said, like, this is 2020. We have the technology. We have the avenues that we could do we could open up we could expand voting to everyone like in think about how poor voter turnout normally is yeah yes voter turnout was very good this election it was quite high but that's a rarity in american politics typically we've said before on the show more people vote for the american idol than they do the american president exactly. which is dis- which is disgusting and sad but when you're voting for American Idol, you can go online and vote. You can go on social media and vote. You can pick up your phone and call a number and vote. You don't have to line up on a fucking Tuesday, the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November. When It's a fucking Tuesday, Adam. That's a day that most people have jobs because God knows Election Day is not a national holiday. So people have to go to fucking work. Then they get off work. Then they have to go stand and 
over an hour long line. Yeah, some polling places. Some places I outside. we saw we saw places that were like seven hours long. People waiting in yes. line. It's ridiculous. And, and where we live in Pennsylvania on that day, it's fucking November in Pennsylvania. It's fucking cold. It was cold. So you got to stand outside for at least an hour in the damn cold when you worked your ass off all day at your job. There's a lot of people who don't care that much about politics. They're going to think to themselves, well, why the hell do I want to do something like that? Yeah. And, and, and four years ago, there was a lot of people. There was a lot of people I talked to. They're like, I don't like Trump. I hate Trump. But I don't really like Hillary either. So I'm not going to go waste my time, go after work, stand in a line in the cold just to cast my vote for the one that I liked least. Or the one that I liked slightly more than the other one. So, so many people didn't vote in 2016. Exactly. Now, this year, in 2020, because of the pandemic mainly, they expanded mail-in voting. So now these same people I talked to, guess what? It's the same deal. They hate Trump, but they still, they don't really like Biden. So if they had to go stand in line to vote like they were supposed to four years ago, they wouldn't have done it again. But this year, they got a ballot in the mail to their house with postage already paid. So then they think, well, whatever, I'll just fill it out now and send it in. No, it doesn't bother me any. It takes all of 11 seconds to fill in some ovals and put it in an envelope. Exactly. So people did that. So that's why the voter turnout is so great this year, because like you always say, make it fucking easier for people to vote. And it was with, with the mail-in voting being an alternative option, you can still go stand in line at the polls if you want to, but you have another option, which is to mail your vote in. And so many people capitalized on that, and that's why it was so great. I predict that within the next decade, we will expand this from beyond mail-in mail ballots to online ballots. Mm-hmm. And... I it, it, it's a very that's even more that's an actual dangerous situation right there like people are talking about mail-in ballots it's gonna be a lot of fraud so shut the fuck up just shut up about that shit it's 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 not it's safe now online voting that's a whole different enemy right there because then you are very susceptible to hacker groups and other countries mm -hmm. hacking that a lot easier so in order to do something like that i would imagine that the government would want to employ People that and corporations that understand cybersecurity to a T, like you employ Google and Apple, and maybe even go as far as to find these hacker groups, like the hacker groups that like hack Sony and shit like that all those years ago. Find these guys and just hi hire them out as like contractors. To be like, look, we're trying to do this. We will pay you a lot of fucking money, but you just have to make this safe for us. Like things like that. You know, like it would, I think it would take that in order to do it, and people still wouldn't trust it. But I predict that within the next decade, there's going to be more, at least, talks into doing online voting, honestly. Show. I, I think there was a show where they put like a group of like ex hackers together <coughs> and they had them like work for the government and. Like, solve cyber crimes. And it was one of those, like, syndicated network TV shows. My mother in law loved it. 
I, as somebody who's uh, studying programming, I have a hard time watching a lot of those like hacker movies. Like, what was the Die Hard movie that was all about computer and hacking and shit like that? It had the dude from Justified on there, and had Justin Long and Kevin Smith even uh, made a cameo appearance in there. Um, Is that the one with Bruce Willis who has to just like protect Justin Long? The yeah. Entire movie? Yeah, and he like yeah, he, he like takes like a motorcycle a car and like jumps it into like a jet plane or some shit like that or a helicopter yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that that one. Every single time I watch shows, there are things like that where there's like a lot of tense music playing and somebody's clacking away at a computer and there's all this like things going on i'm like that's not like how programming really is like it's it's like the old meme of like that's how people think programming is but program is really like you're just like staring at a screen for like five minutes squinting at like a at your code just trying to figure out do i have like a semicolon out of out of place or is there a parenthesis that i'm missing or something <laughs> and then you just turn to google and like google your problem and see who's somebody smarter who figured it out can tell you what you did wrong that's that's real coding right there that's what it is but that's not exciting so here we are we did it we survived yeah um how do you feel cuz i've i've been seeing some videos not many Obviously, but there have been some videos um, where Trump supporters have been filming themselves uh, taking down their Trump flags and saying, "You know what? We ran a good race, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be hurt about it. I'm just gonna take my flag down and I'm gonna fold it and put it away, and I'm gonna hope Joe Biden, you know, doesn't screw us and does a good job." He's like, I, "They're like, I'm gonna try and you know be the bigger person about this whole thing." How do you feel about those people who voted for Trump, knowing who he was during this election? Do you do you respect them for that, or are you on the camp of fuck those people? They still voted for Trump based on who he is now. Like fuck them. Well, first of all, I'm not aware of any of those videos. I've seen a few. I've seen a few where. Oh, uh, you... it, it. There's not many. Like I said, there's not many, uh -huh. but there are a few out there that exist. You'll have to send me them because because I was I was talking about this. Uh, if and I'm not saying you're a liar because they probably do exist, few and far between. I'd like I'd like to see them and I'll give you my opinion on it once I watch it. But at this point, uh, looking at like the area where I live and I live in Trump country, there's a so many Trump supporters on my street alone. There's a lot more houses with Trump signs and Trump flags. And a couple of these houses that live by me, they have had their Trump flags and their Trump signs out since early 2016. No joke. They fucking had these things out for like five years. Yeah. They, they never, ever took them down. And now that Trump lost, I was talking to Kristen, my wife, and I'm like, oh, you think, you think they're going to take him down? And she made a really good point. She's like, no, they're not going to take him down. They're going to leave him up forever. She goes, it's going to be just like the Confederate flag. And when she said that, I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be just like the fucking Confederate flag. The Civil War was what, fucking 250, 200 years ago? Yeah, something stupid like two, that. Two, wait, two. It, it was longer than that. Yeah, I was going to say it's longer than two, uh, 200. 200. It was a long fucking time ago, and... The, the, the war itself lasted for guess how long? 
four years and the confederacy lost and if you look around today in 2020 there's still motherfuckers flying confederate flags around they lost that war forever ago scott 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 it's just their heritage that's all well they're gonna claim that donald trump is just their heritage now and these people are never ever going to take their trump shit down I you can I call it right now. You can book it. I don't see a lot of these people taking their shit down. They're going to have their Trump flags on the back of their pickup trucks with their truck nuts hanging down from it and that's still going to be a thing through the Biden administration. So my mother's neighbor is one of those people that has like Trump flags and all kinds of shit like that. And he's got he's got two flags that face both opposite directions, so that no matter which way you're going, you can see my flag. Um, and one of them says uh, Trump 2020, no more bullshit. And I was thinking about this the entire election, the entire election or the campaign mm-hmm. this past year. If I still lived at home with my mother. The second that it was confirmed that Biden won, I wanted to walk out of there in my boxers with an open robe, holding a coffee mug, just standing there with my hands on my hips, like, ah, <laughs> just, just, just to be a little arrogant, just to be a little arrogant. I think, you know, I think our arrogance is deserved a little bit. We deserve to be smug for a little while, for just a little while, you know? I'll yeah. be the bigger person, and I'll say I'm not going to do it forever for four years. But, you know, for a little while, we deserve it. Uh, my wife yelled at me today because she claimed I had my nose in my phone too much today. Which, I'll admit, sometimes I get sucked into my phone, and I, I'm guilty of it. We all do. But uh, today, I was, I was into my phone. She's like, you've been in your phone all day, nonstop. And I looked at her, and I said... I know I have, but don't take this away from me. <laughs> I, I, I said, I told her, I need this. I've waited, I have waited four years for this very day. Please just let me have today. And she goes, oh, fine. <laughs> I, I text, I have an uncle who's, you know, everybody's got that crazy uncle conservative right-wing nut sure i've got i've got a crazy uncle who loves trump and we've gotten into our fair share fights before i remember four years ago on the night that they announced that trump had beat hillary clinton he was the first person to text me oh he wasn't the only one i got a i got a couple texts and calls that night but he was numero uno to rub it in my face and I never ever forgot that Adam. So today, when they when I heard the news, he was the first person I text, and yeah. I le- I let him have it, and it felt so good. I got a semi chub. It was great. Did he text you back? He has still to this moment, <laughs> the report is he has not responded. You just send a selfie of you. Standing naked with your Biden sign covering your covering your junk, and just just a, the most smug smile that you could ever have on your face. Just send him that. Just send him that and see what he says. 
also did a thing. I did another thing where I was... And this one was mainly me trolling. And I loved it. <laughs> you, Scott, trolling? No. Yeah, right, no. Right. So I went on to my Facebook, and there are... I'd say, I'd say about 20 of my Facebook friends, family, friends, acquaintances, who are very vocal Trump supporters on their own Facebook pages. And of these 20 people over the past four years, I'm sure I've gotten into how much Trump sucks arguments with them. And I remembered, I kept a, I kept a mental list <laughs> of all of these people. <laughs> All of these people. And today, I just posted a picture of the, you know, it said President-elect Biden. And I said, I've waited a long time to make this post. You all gave me shit. Now it's time for you to take your L. And I tagged each and every single one of those people in this post. And it started a shitstorm of people <laughs> like... You fuck you, son of a bitch, and I had I had the biggest shit eating grin in my life, ear to ear. Oh, it was awesome! It was awesome. I, you know what? <clears throat> After four years of hearing it from Trump supporters, I think for a little, like I said, for a little while, it's well deserved that we can be a little smug. I think it's, I think it's fine. It's no. well justified. Um, before we're not going to try to turn this entire podcast into a, a political podcast because we don't like doing that. But I mean, I think it's understandable. You know, the election just happened. We got to talk about it. I'm hoping that from now on, assuming that Donald Trump doesn't do anything too heinous and there is a nice, you know, uh, power or a nice uh, shift in power over to Joe Biden becoming president, that we won't have to talk about politics as much as we have in the past. Yes, But I wanted to ask you, what are the chances you think he's going to come back in 2024 and run again? Fair chance. I do. I think think he will run. If he doesn't, there's a good possibility you could see a Mike Pence running. Yeah. Or, Or you could see... A Donald Trump Jr. running? I, I, unfortunately, you're right. I certainly don't think this is the end of the Trump's family's political aspirations. And he's going to move down to Mar-a-Lago. He's going to live in Palm Beach, Florida, because he already left New York. And he's going to have the Trump News Network. I was just going to say, gonna, he's, he's going to start his own news network, is what he's going to do. He's going to start his own news. He, it's going to be absolute horseshit propaganda it's going to be the biggest pile of smut this side of the mississippi it's going to be terrible man but we got four years of that to look forward to but but again i want to say about me talking all this shit let me have this tonight because you know what i'm gonna do tomorrow i'm coming after joe biden don't think i won't you know me man you know how I felt about Joe Biden in the primary. Yeah. He was he was very low on my list. And there's a lot of things that I disagree with Joe Biden about. And as soon as he becomes president, and as soon as he starts doing some bullshit governing, then I'm going to let him have it. Just because I like him more than I like Trump doesn't mean I like him. And I am going to be very critical of Joe Biden. And I in 2024, in 2024, he probably won't run for re-election. He's going to be no. 80 fucking 80 fucking two years old or something. I could see 
Kamala Harris taking the reins from him and running. But I, hell, I tell you right now, in 2024, I'm supporting Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez right now. You heard it here first. I would love to see... I don't know about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I like her. I don't know about her being president. But I would like to see, yep. in four years, a young president. I'm sick and tired yep. of old fucks. Obama was fairly young. Fairly young mm-hmm. for a president when he was uh, in office. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm th- I want to see, like, a young... I want to see, like, in your 40s president. Like, somebody who's in their 40s. Maybe late 30s, early 40s. Like, that's what I'm looking for. Something like that. That would be cool. I let me tell you something. I don't think Trump is going to run again in four years. I don't think it's going to happen. I think, like you said, he's going to start his news network and he's going to do all that thing. I don't even think he wants to run again. I think there's a part of him that he'll never show that is relieved that he lost because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to do this shit anymore. Like he wants to get out of this so he can start his news network and make money doing that kind of shit. And as far as he's concerned. He is cemented in history. And unfortunately, he is cemented in history. Not even, not no longer as a millionaire playboy who likes to, you know, say crazy shit and cheat on his wives. He is now <laughs> cemented in history as the what forty fifth president, forty five, right? Forty fifth president yeah. of the United States of America. Like it doesn't matter to him anymore. He's going to be for the entire the entire history of our country as long, for as long as it exists. He will be. His name will be in a history book somewhere. And so I think he's satisfied with that. I think he's going to move on to his other shit. Maybe, you're right. Maybe one of his kids will run in four years. I don't know. But I don't see Trump running again ever, honestly. I can't see that happening. I think he's done. I think he's, he's had his time and he's like, all right, I'm going to go do my next thing. Part of me agrees with you. I, I don't think... I don't think Donald Trump likes being president. No. I I think he I think he would much rather go back to being his businessman and and making these shady smoke-filled room deals behind closed doors. I think he would much rather be doing that kind of shit than being the president of the United States. But what he does like, and he's admitted this, he likes campaigning. He likes running for president. He doesn't like being president, but he likes running for president. So there's there's something. I feel like back in 2016, he had no intention of winning. He just wanted to run for president almost as like for publicity. Yeah. Of like publicity stunt to get his name out there. He was already planning on starting his news network back then. And doing it this way was a good way for him to get his name out there. And, oh, by the way, surprise, surprise, you win. Him winning kind of threw a wrench into his plans. So he can, he can, but the thing is, like, he can still, like, his supporters, the people that still have the people, the ones that your wife was talking about that aren't going to take the signs down or the flags down and they're going to keep it up like the Confederate flag. He, he can get those supporters. He can still do rallies if he wants to. He doesn't have to run for president to do rallies and right. do all that shit. He doesn't. He doesn't need to go in twenty twenty four to run next year when Biden is president. He can do a rally somewhere where he knows people are still waving the Trump flag and just have them gather and listen to him talk. And they will do it, and they'll do it, and they'll cheer for him. And that's what will yeah, happen. That's true. But here's here's the other thing, though. He is not a very good loser. No, he is not a very gracious person. 
he, he said really... his own words. I don't know what I'm going to do if Joe Biden is the worst candidate that this country has ever seen. I don't know what I'm going to do if I lose to him. I don't. It, that was his own words. Yeah. So his problem is, you're right. He's cemented. He will forever be the 45th president of the United States. But he will also have that asterisk next to his name where he was a one-term <coughs> failure of a president. Because let's face it, we've had other one-term presidents, and they're all regarded as, oh, they weren't a very good president. That's why they didn't get reelected. Like George Herbert Walker Bush was one term. Jimmy Carter was one term. A bunch before that, but like in, in our lifetime, in, our, in this past couple of generations, like Jimmy Carter and H.W. Bush kind of have, I mean, they're not well revered as being great presidents like Barack Obama or Ronald Reagan or even Bill Clinton because they won the presidency and ran a successful re-election campaign. Yeah. He, Trump won't have that. He will always have that shadow cast on his presidency that, oh, you only won one term and then you lost. And I think that's going to chap his ass so much that maybe that might be the one factor that makes him run again in 2024. Just because he doesn't want to go out on a loss. Scott, Does that I, make sense? It, it makes sense. I, I want to run this last point by you. Um, just just keep in mind, I'm two for two right now, Scott. I'm two for two. <laughs> there just, we just, go. Just saying. <laughs> There's no living with you now. There's no living with you. No, not anymore. <laughs> um, we're, okay, I think I think this should bring it into our political discussion about this. Yes. Um, I'm let's, done let's talking about Let's bring an end to our political discussion forever hopefully and like i said unless trump does something so insane like he won't get relieve the office or he decides to start a civil war i don't want to talk about politics for a long time i don't i want to spend i'd like to spend the rest of 2020 never talking about politics we'll see how that goes but um regardless we're gonna be smug just just deal with it for a while just deal with it for a while that's all i'm gonna say all right, so we're done talking about politics. Let's get into the next bit of news that we want to talk about. And this is something that happened, um, what would you say, like a week or two ago? I can't remember how long it's been, but I knew I know that we wanted to talk about it, I think, last weekend, but we just didn't get around to doing it. Um, there was a death recently, a death that kind of hits hits real hard. Sean Connery died. Uh, yeah, and last week we... I, we were planning on talking about it last week. We just ran out of time. We didn't get to it. And Sean Connery is one of my all-time faves. So I definitely, definitely <coughs> wanted to at least mention it. Um, yeah, this one sucks. This this one hit hard. And I know we've had a lot of deaths lately, celebrity deaths, movie stars. But this one, this one hurt me, man. I don't know about you. This one, I didn't. Yeah, I when I found out when I looked up how old he was when he died, I wasn't surprised, I guess, because he was like 90 when he died. So it's not like he died young or anything. He lived a nice full life. But still, like Sean Connery, he's been like a he's been a movie star basically his entire life, like from the Bond movies all the way up into like movies that he played in, like from what we watch today. The uh, was it Um, the Untouchables? He was great in that 
like I said, the every... Untouchables is a good one. Yeah, so... I was I was gonna mention Untouchables. Uh, let's, let's let's mention some of our favorites. Um, I love the Untouchables. That was one I was gonna put on my list. Um, I wanted to bring up. Uh, did you ever see The Rock with Nicolas Cage? I love The Rock. The Rock is such a good one. He's awesome in that one. Uh, a movie that I love. I adore this movie. Just recently, I had you watch it, and that's Highlander. Yeah, he he he's great in Highlander. That's one of the things that's great about Sean Connery is he was a Scottish actor, but like mm-hmm. the way that his voice was and the way his accent was, he could play all different manner of mm-hmm. ethnicities, and it wouldn't matter. He could play English, Scottish. He played a Spaniard in um, the Highlander. Like he could play yeah. all different kinds of people, and it wouldn't matter. You didn't care. He was. He was an actor. He was one of those kind of actors where it didn't matter what the movie was he was in. You just went to go see the movie because Sean Carney was in it. Like, I don't know how many movies that exist like that today where you're like, ooh, I'm not interested in that movie. But wait, who's playing in it? Okay, I'll go see it now. Like, he was one of those kind of actors. Last Crusade, Indiana Jones. Uh, Dr. Jones' father. Like, amazing. I even yeah. I even liked him, and as bad as this movie was, and I don't know if it was bad or just kind of like blah, but Elite, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I liked him in that. Mm-hmm. He was great in that. It didn't matter if it was a bad movie or not. It was Sean Connery in it. So... I was gonna bring that. I was gonna bring that one up. <laughs> that was that was one of those movies you explained. I saw that movie because Sean Connery was in it. Yeah, it's probably not a movie I would have even watched if they had put. Uh, anybody else in that role of alan quartermain but yeah league of extraordinary gentlemen wasn't that good but uh i like sean connery in it so it's worth mentioning uh dragonheart i was was just looking at that one yeah he played the voice of draco awesome like he's he's one of the reasons why that makes that movie that makes me want to go back and watch that movie again because his voice is just so awesome uh, my favorite Bond film he was in was probably Doctor No, with Ursula Andrews and Sean yeah. Connery. I really, really, really like Doctor No. He was That's Bond probably... for a while too. He was he had like what five mm-hmm. Bond movies, six mo- Bond movies, something like that. Oh, is that probably more than that? Uh, Never say never again was also another good one with him. Um, yeah, man, that sucks. I. I... You know, he he and I share a birthday. Really? Yeah. Obviously, he was significantly older than I was, but uh, August 25th. Yep, Sean Connery and myself, August 25th, birthdays. I don't know. I, I It's hard to imagine, even though, like, I don't... Do you remember the last new movie you watched with Sean Connery in? Think about that. And uh, I was talking to our old pal Brandon. Brandon huge sean connery arguably the biggest sean connery fan of anybody i know and he's the one that told me he's like yeah he's like it's shocking like sean connery has been retired for i don't think he said like 20 years or something 15 years and i'm like has it really been that long since we've seen a movie with sean connery and i looked it up and sure enough yeah he hadn't done a movie in in a long time I can't even I can't even remember the last one that he was in. Uh, Entrapment, maybe, with Catherine Zeta Jones. That was the early two thousands. 
maybe a league of extraordinary gentlemen he was older in that movie too yeah i i, I don't know what do you think what i i'm trying to think it might have been it might have been uh league of extraordinary gentlemen was like the last one new one that i saw um i can't think of any or i can't think of anything newer than that that i've really like seen him in you know mm-hmm. um yeah like a league of Extraordinary gentlemen was 2003 good lord that was an old ass fucking movie are you do you have his internet movie data yeah i have up? it pulled up right here real quick um the newest film that i could see was sir billy um in 2012 i've never heard of it either um there was a movie called freedom a history of u.s um but he did like one episode in there playing a character i'm assuming um but yeah it's like the real the last big movie he did was the league of extraordinary gentlemen wow so that was a while ago yeah he was a big told me he was a big huge star in the 90s that's kind of that's not like that started his stardom but i would argue that he was far more he became far more popular in the 90s for people today yes he was james bond and things like that um yes he was indiana jones's father in the last crusade and that helped but i would argue he had probably i'm looking at his internet movie database and it seems like a lot of his movies were obviously in the 80s, but in the 90s as well. Like, there's movies I'm seeing mm-hmm. in the 80s that I've never seen, that I've never even heard of, honestly. Um, yeah. But the 90s is where I'm at with it. Uh, Hunt for Red October. Oh, that's Rob- a great one. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. He was King Richard at the end of it. Yeah, just a quick cameo. But, but even uh, still, that was amazing. Uh-huh. So... yeah. I don't know. It's it's gotten me thinking about other big stars that are either retired or old who could potentially be next. Like For, they, uh, he was first was it? He was a knight in one of them. Um. Oh yeah. What, what was movie it, what was, was that? that called? I'm looking at. For first last night. Yeah. Something? Last. I think it was called last night. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. Gosh, here's a lot of good ones. Yeah. Time Bandits, he was in, uh, that was a movie. I, I never saw Time Bandits, so, um, oh, there was a movie, there's a 70s movie called Robin and Marianne, I'm assuming he's playing, like, a Robin Hood character, so that's, that'd be interesting, I, I kind of want to go back through his catalog and watch some of the older movies that maybe I never got to see, or never, I never mm-hmm. watched Sean Connery, because he's, he's, I'm looking through his movie database, and he's, all the way back in the 50s, he's done stuff. So, yeah, we're getting to that point where a lot of our, a lot of our stars that we grew up with, a lot of the stars that we've, that when we were kids, we see action movies with them, um, they're starting to get to that age where they're getting old and they're kind of like falling off a little bit. And it's, it's kind of sad. Like, think about, think about Mel Brooks, obviously Sean Connery's dead. Think about all these other, like, people that we know that are iconic to us. And I think, and I, unfortunately, I think that's coming with age. That's unfortunate. Like, yeah. like when you think about, like, if you say, like, twenty years ago, this, like, to this day, I still think twenty years ago, that's the nineteen eighty. Like, I have to re- recognize to myself, like, oh wait, twenty years ago is the year two thousand. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. So it's it's unfortunate. It's sad, but he lived a long life. I'm gonna say, and apparently, he died in like uh, the Bahamas. So he like died in his sleep in the Bahamas. So I guess there's like 
the best way you can go out, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, what a shame. And I know typically, and it's coming up here, actually, uh, we always do our end-of-the-year special at the end of every year where we talk about the movies and TV shows of the year, and we always do an in-memoriam, and uh, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll find his way on there along with some other greats that we've lost this year. And 2020's, 2020 has been the roughest year in memory. It has taken a toll on all of us, so... Yeah, it's been there's Rest been a lot peace. of shit. Pour one out for Rest one's homies. Peace. That's right. Pouring out for Sean Connery, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Adam, it's time. It's that time of the show where we're gonna do course of cinema. Course of uh, cinema. Yep. And if you don't know what course of cinema is by now, well, shame on you. But it's <laughs> uh, we make each other watch movies that the other one has not seen. And then we just report back and talk about them. Yeah, tell us, tell us, you know, what we Simple. think. Yeah. So, so the movie that you had me watch this this week, and it was uh, Halloweeny themed. We both had each other watch uh, suspense thrillers. Uh, you had me watch a movie that I have never seen, and I'm not sure why I had never seen this movie. But you had me watch the movie Red Dragon which exists in the Silence of the Lambs universe. Yes. Um, and I love the movie Silence of the Lambs. It's a, it's a classic if, movie. If you have a pulse, you like the movie Silence of the Lambs. And I've actually, I've, I believe I've seen the sequel. There's a sequel to Silence of the Lambs called, it's called Hannibal. Yes. Um, I've seen that. Where it's the same character who played, um, who was, oh, fuck me. Me and my names again. Who was the main character? Anthony Hop. Anthony Hopkins. No, 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 no. The, the, the female lead. Jodie Foster? Jodie Foster. And what was the name of her character again? Clarice Starling. Clarice, thank you. I, I believe in uh, Hannibal, Clarice comes back, but as a different actress playing her. So... So, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that. But I do know I watched it. Because at the end of Silence of the Lambs, remember he Hannibal Lecter, he escapes. Yeah. So so in Hannibal, it's it, it's di- it's a different movie because in Silence of the Lambs, it's like you know trying to to solve find this killer and you're asking help from another killer who's already in jail. It's kind of a real cool, clever idea. But in the in Hannibal, which is the sequel. It's not like that. It's it's a typical like we're trying to chase down Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. I didn't really like. I didn't really like it. I didn't wasn't really it like wasn't that good? It was no. Could have been better, but it wasn't. No. So this movie, Red Dragon, is actually a prequel. It takes place before Silence of the Lambs. But I think because I didn't like the movie Hannibal, that's why I never took the time to watch Red Dragon. But, um. I did watch it, and I have some thoughts on it. <laughs> um, it revert. It, it it goes back to its roots, and I believe these are all based off of books. I've I've I don't remember the author's name. I should have probably looked that up. I've never read any of them, but from what I understand, there's even more than three. There's they're relatively popular too. I've never read them. Just going off of the movies. 
So it goes back to its roots where at the very beginning they show you how Hannibal Lecter is initially caught and arrested and put in the jail cell. Yeah, it was Edward and, Norton's character that uh, Edward Norton's him. character. And the whole movie is Edward Norton's character going and visiting Anthony Hopkins' character, which is Hannibal Lecter, just like Jodie Foster did in Silence of the Kind of the same idea. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of a rehash. Yeah. It's trying to catch this outside sort and using him for help to catch somebody. Um, But then there's some twists where you actually find out that the killer that they're after, that they refer to as the Tooth Fairy, which is played by uh, Ralph Fiennes. He does a great job. A fantastic job. Um, He's actually been in correspondence with Hannibal Lecter, and they're working together, and... um, I didn't love it, Adam, to be honest. I didn't. Um, It was entertaining. It was fun. There was the suspense. I always knew that Edward Norton's family was going to be put in imminent danger one way or another. And that came to fruition. I I, I guessed that pretty easily. Uh, Yeah, and the problem with the movie is... I feel like Silence of the Lambs is so good that you're never, ever, ever going to catch lightning in a bottle like that. And they've tried. They've done mm-hmm. prequel. They've done other prequel movies. They've done a prequel TV series, I think. Yes, um, they did. Um, the prequel TV series, which I never watched, I believe it's also called Hannibal, right? Yes, I think that's called Hannibal, yeah. It's called Hannibal too. So that one is him younger before he turned into the psychopathic killer well, actually, yeah when he was like a doctor probably, yeah he's a he's a he's a forensic psychologist who works with the police department to like find these kind of criminals <clears throat> and that's how he kind of like a dexter thing you ever watch the show dexter no but i threw it on, it came on netflix and i threw it on my list because i want to watch it because did you know they're doing a more dexter they're bringing Dexter back that. for a bit for like, I don't know, for like a season or a few episodes or something like that. Yeah. And, and he dies at the air. They leave it up. It, it, it's, it's assumed he dies at the end. So now it's like, oh, wait, he didn't really die at the end. So now it's a whole thing. So we'll have to see. I, I'm, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch that. Definitely. It's, it's, it's kind of like that. Like, so he works with the police, but at the same time is also the bad guy. Um, it was fun. I'm glad I watched it. Um, you know what? I have a problem with, uh, Edward Norton. I don't think I like him that much as an actor. I used to like him a lot, and he's kind of, he's kind of fallen down a bit for me. He's not as good as I used to like him, I think. I think I liked him a lot whenever he was playing in, um, like, Fight Club and uh he was great in american history x but then beyond those movies i think he's got he's gotten kind of a reputation and i kind of i kind of think he's he's a little too hyped up i guess is what i'm gonna say there's a lot of people that yeah. think that there's i think it used to be where like oh did you see the new edward norton movie and it's like what and then it's like you kind of saw it for edward norton but he doesn't always pick like the greatest roles i don't think so, and I've also heard he's like a terrible person to work with on set. So I've know. heard that too. I've I, heard that. I've heard that rumor too. I cannot confirm nor deny that. But 
Yeah, he, he. There was a time there that he was a pretty big actor. Yeah, and it was a. It was around the time of American History X and Fight Club, and I think this movie, Red Dragon, and you know, and then it led to him to being the Hulk, which he really sucked when he was the Hulk. Yeah, he was not that good as David Banner. So, um, I'm kind of right there with you. I didn't really like Bruce. Red Dragon that much. I I thought was it he was. Bruce? He was Bruce, not David. I'm sorry, Bruce Banner. Why why, why did I say David Banner? I don't know. David David Banner is Bruce Banner's father in the comics. Yeah, I don't know. And David Banner is also a rap singer. That too. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, go ahead. Um, I'm kind of there with you. I didn't really like Red Dragon that much. I thought it was just a rehash of Silence of the Lambs. It was basically Silence of the Lambs with different actors and Anthony Hopkins. It's kind of all it was. Yeah. And yeah. in the end, they didn't even catch the bad guy. The bad guy, like, kills himself. So, it's, yeah. No, it was... he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't? I thought spoilers. he killed himself. I thought he killed spoilers. himself. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Okay. So, he fakes his own death. And then he comes back at the end and tries to kill Edward Norton's family. It's been a while. I must have forgot that part. Yeah. So, and I thought that too. I thought that too. And I thought that's how the movie was going to end with him killing himself. And then I'm like, you know what? That's such a bullshit ending. I bet he comes back. And then he did. He faked his own death. And then and you're he like, came back at the end. And then Scott's yeah. like, that's such a bullshit ending. I knew he was coming back. How bullshit is that? Yeah. So, it was. It's not a good movie. If you if you want to nah. watch a good psychological thriller, just go with Signs of the Lambs. Honestly, don't go with Red Dragon. Yeah, Silence of the Lambs. <clears throat> All right. Okay, so your turn. Ah, uh, you picked for me to watch the 1998 movie called Fallen, starring Denzel Washington and John Goodman and uh, other actors, John Donald Sutherland and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yeah. This was a very good movie. I like it. It's so fucking good. First of all, I, I love I love '90s cop movies. Yeah, '90s cop movies are like the best movies because it's before technology started getting like fancy, and you had smartphones, and you had hacking computers, and things like that. It was just classic, like notebook, pencil, badge, investigating, detective drama stuff. And there was this movie kind of had like a noir feeling because you had the narrator, uh, Denzel Washington, narrating things that are going on. Like he would, it was, I love noir style films. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of this. There was a little bit of jazz that would be happening every now and then. Um, it was great. Basically, the synopsis of the story is Denzel Washington plays a detective who's partnered with John Goodman. And it starts with um, him visiting this inmate that is on that is about to be executed for being a serial killer or something like that. I don't know if he's a serial killer or just a murderer, but he's basically about to be executed. And there's like a mystery foot like this. The inmate gets executed and something weird's going on. You can tell something weird's going on in the movie because the camera kind of like shifts out of his body a little bit and it kind of floats around the room so you're like "Ooh, is there something supernatural going on i don't know it's kind of weird because the inmate was speaking Syrian aramaic uh to denzel washington character beforehand so it's basically just a detective movie because about they think there's a copycat killer who's doing the same kind of killings 
that this person whose name is Reese, this person that was executed, was doing. So Denzel Washington and John Goon's character are trying to investigate, trying to figure out what's going on. They're digging back into like records of old cop, uh, old cops that uh, this happened to because they find like a couple names on a wall that has to do with like a riddle that Reese said to him, like what comes between this name and that name or some shit like that. It's a weird movie. And it turns very supernatural very quickly because he realizes that he is dealing with dun 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 a demon. He's dealing with a uh-huh. fucking demon that's jumping from body to body just by touching but another I'm a person. Fucking demon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, the demon's name is Azazel, and I've heard the name Azazel before, but it's. It's so interesting because it's not done. If if you would have made that movie today, there would have been a lot of supernatural CGI going on and things like that. This is just done. And the most eerie part about it is the middle of the film when he realizes what he's dealing with. One of the cops comes in. uh, One of the other detectives comes in and is asking some weird questions. And he starts singing the same song that Reese was singing right before his ex right before he's executed when he was in the chair being gassed uh-huh. uh the rolling stones uh time of my life or something like uh, whatever it's called I don't time know. yeah theme is, is on, on my, my side yeah so <laughs> that's... the demon can basically possess anybody who he touches yeah it's basically uh, it, his thing you don't even really have to there's two weird rules with the demon. If he's in another body, he has to touch another body in order to possess him. So he touches him, and the demon moves to the other body. But if you kill the host of the right. demon, it becomes like a spectral a specter, and then it has to in, it has to inhabit another body. And the, right. we, and it's explained in this movie that demons can die if you kill if you kill the host body and there's not another host for it to go into it eventually like disappear and basically die mm-hmm. and that comes into play later in the movie mm-hmm. um, but the eerie thing what's really cool about this movie is it plays with the possession element in such a unique way because the detective is asking him all these weird questions and then he walks away from his name is Hobbs Denzel Washington character he walks away from singing that song and as he's touching other people other cops and other detectives as he's walking by the first cop stops singing the song and he continues to sing the song through the next one and that's when you realize something weird is going on and it's just it's so well done. I, I really like it a lot. There, this, there's the scene where there's a woman that um, is helping Denzel Washington's character sometimes who knows about all this stuff, who's like part of this on a secret organization or whatever that studies demons and knows about all this nonsense. And there's a chase scene between her and the demon, but it's not the demon like chasing her through crowds. It's as she's running through this crowd, it's just the demon touching people as it goes. It touches a person and it goes to that body and that person touches the one in front of him and it chases her that way. And it's done so well that I'm like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. And it does it without doing some bullshit CGI supernatural nonsense. It doesn't have to do that to be like thrilling it's amazing i love it i love john goodman it donald sutherland is great in it denzel washington is amazing i love denzel washington it's just a fantastic movie. the real mindfuck spoilers if you haven't seen the fucking movie the real mindfuck is the end the yeah. end is the best yeah i love the ending <laughs> the ending basically ends with denzel washington trying to trick the demon into going into chasing him to this cabin in this woods far off into the end of the woods that he visited such a earlier remote, such a remote cabin in the middle of nowhere 
no other human being around for miles. Exactly. And he wants the demon to come up there. And what ends up happening is Donald Sutherland's character, who plays lieutenant um, of the precinct, and his partner, who is played by John Goodman, um, they come up there and they go up there because the base of what's going on is the demon is trying to frame Denzel Washington characters for murder for murdering a bunch of other people. And so they go up there to take him down, and then there's, boom, what a twist. The demon is inhabiting John Goodman's character, and he shoots uh, Uh Donald Sutherland. And what ends up happening is Denzel tricks him into basically shooting. They have like a a tussle. They're struggling with the gun, and Denzel Washington uh, shoots John Goodman's character, but not so it kills him, so he's dying. And so the demon thinks he's won. The demon's saying, like, oh, when I get out of my body, I'm going to, you know, inhabit you. I'm going to take your body, and then we're going to have some fun killing people. But Denzel uh-huh. Washington character understands, like, how to kill the demon because he studied it. So he's smoking a cigarette laced with the poison that the demon uses to kill his victims. So the uh-huh. idea is, you're going to inhabit me, that's fine, but I'm going to die. And you're not going to have another body to go into. And uh-huh. that's going to be it. You're going to die. And that ends up happening. Spoilers, though! There's a fucking cat just hanging out in the middle of the goddamn uh, 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 rundown house that the demon inhabits. So guess what? The demon fucking wins. But the mindfuck of the movie is, the entire movie, Denzel Washington's character is narrating the story. Narrating what is going on. And the movie uh-huh. starts out, it, it's one of those kind of movies where it starts with the end. It starts at the end, end of the movie and then it kind of flashbacks to what's yeah. going on fucking mindfuck the demon has been narrating the entire time it's been the fucking demon i'm like holy shit are you serious this is amazing Mm -hmm. oh my god yeah yeah i hate to be one of those guys because i it it means that i'm getting older and i guess it just comes with age but they don't make movies like that anymore it's it's rare to find a movie like that anymore and that is so good even with as old as it is in 1998, 22 years old, it's still a good fucking movie. I'm, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, holy shit, what's going on? Like, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into the fucking movie. Dude, I'm so glad you liked it. I'm really glad you liked. I'm it. I'm glad you gave it to me because I love John Goodman and Denzel <laughs> Washington. I'm so glad you made me watch it. I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm really glad because I've given you. We've done course of cinema for quite a while now, and typically. I like the movies that you give me and you don't tend to like the movies that I give you. And this week has been a roles reverse. I didn't really like red dragon and you liked fallen. Dude, so. I love fallen. Fallen is so <laughs> great. I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch it again at some point. So I actually, here's the thing. I actually haven't watched it in a very long time. I planned on rewatching it. So it was more fresh in my mind too. When we talked about this, but I, there was a little bit of an election, and it got drug on. Yeah, and something I kept happened. My, something happened. I kept, I kept my TV on news the whole time, so I didn't get around to it. But I still think I might watch it because I like the movie, and I want to rewatch it. So also, good. Here's, here's a fun <laughs> thing, and I haven't watched this yet, but you know how we were talking about Red Dragon and Silence of the Lambs and how it had a spinoff TV series? Yeah. This movie has a spin-off TV series also. Really? Is it yes, any, is I, it any good? I've never watched it, so I don't know. I've never watched it. I just I'm I'm, I'm intrigued by it. It's called, it's called Fallen, so 
I'm I'm into obviously I like I said I'm into like '90s cop movies and noir movies. Yeah. I'm also into movies that plays with religion and demonology, but plays with it in a subtle way. And this is very subtle the way that it did it. There was no jump scares or anything like that. It was just a suspenseful mm-hmm. thriller, and I love it. I love it so much. Wow, this movie really checked all the boxes for you. It then. it kind of did. I was I was into it the entire time. Cool, cool. I'm glad. All right. So I think this come to the time where we pick the new movies for next week, Scott. Okay, let's do it. Uh, Why don't you? What do you got? What do you, oh, you want me to go first? I'll go first. I don't care. Okay. What do you got for me? Um, for you, Scott. And there's a reason why I picked this movie, and you'll find out next week kind of why I picked this movie. Um, I want you to, and I, and by the way, this is a newer movie. And I watched this specifically for the purpose of having you watch it. Because I kind of want to talk about it and I want to talk about stuff related to it. Um, I want you... It's, it's, on, it's on Netflix, so you'll definitely be okay. able to watch it. And any listeners can watch it too. I want you, Scott, to watch the movie Hubie Halloween. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, Adam Adam Sandler, right? It's Adam the Sandler. newest, the newest Adam Sandler Netflix original, Hubie Halloween. I know okay. it's, I know it's after Halloween. I I understand that it's it's Halloween has passed, and I should have probably done this last month. But I watched this actually within the past couple days, and I kind of want you to watch it because I uh, I want I want to talk about some stuff. So Hubie Halloween Sounds is good. my pick for you to watch. Okay, got you there. All right, you know, I'm having trouble. I I made a list. I made a list of movies that I wanted you to see that you haven't seen from my course of cinema. And I've been checking them off as we've been going. And now I'm getting to, like, the bottom of my list. So I'm kind of having a harder time picking than I did earlier on in, in this segment. So bear with me here. I'm going to have you watch this movie. It's called A Mighty Wind. A Mighty Wind. And it's it's on Hulu. I've never heard of it. Okay, well then I'm not going to say anything else about it. I want you to go in 100% completely blind and let me know what you think. All right, will do. So to reiterate, uh, for Scott's pick for next course of cinema, for those of you that want to keep watching with us, Scott is going to be watching Hubie Halloween on Netflix, and I will be watching A Mighty Wind on Hulu. That's right. If you guys want to get a hold of Four Distraction, if you want to give us recommendations, like Scott said, he's reaching the bottom of the barrel of his list. <laughs> if you want to yeah. give us some recommendations, be like, hey, have you guys watched this? Is the other person watch this? I don't know. This is an interesting movie. Email us, distraction at gmail.com. <laughs> Message us on Facebook and Twitter. Search for your distraction at Podcast FYD. We are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Search for your distraction. We are also on Spotify and Google Play. Search Podcast FYD. Rate us, like us, share us with your friends. The only way we grow is if you guys help us grow. And just so you guys know, the comments and the ratings actually do help us. It tells the algorithm, hey, these guys are getting some traction. Let's share them with other people. Maybe they might like them. 
Uh, we are our member of the Be Real Podcasting Network. Head over to Podbean and search for the Movie Guys Podcast. That is our official, unofficial hub for the Be Real Network. They are also on I, or, uh, YouTube. Search for the Movie Guys Podcast and you can find our episodes on there. We are still, as you heard at the beginning of the show, a member of the Electronic Media Collective. Head over to electronicmediacollective.com and listen to us on there and tell them, hey, we want more Fourier distraction. We want more nonsense that these guys give us. We love these guys. Nice. Nice. Yes. Are you are you ready to be done? Are you ready to have a good night's sleep tonight? Are you ready to just kind of lay your head down and dream of sugar plums and gumdrops and whatever nonsense you like to dream of? I am ready to get back to normal. I'm ready to exhale, we'll say. Uh, no more bullshit.